Blog Talk Radio. Globally grinding. Shalom. 
<laughs> What's up, man? Yeah. Meta said I can't be on that, on that heart. Come on. <laughs> And it just so happened I would end up to love me some rapping Feeling so good just to create and be understood But hold up, wait, that's not just what we having in Wishing I could just take it back to win When I was just practicing But these days chicks actressing Just forward to, to the fame To make associations to your name Backup man, when did I become your backup plan? Come on Hands up like a stick up You really need to find another victim I'm what you think of Goon would be If he drank his espresso Spitting fire Holding down his metro Say my name ain't it Hear it echo Commonly referred to as special Watch me do my thing Wet my ass with the game Grab a hold of your soul And never let go Music is what's supposed to keep people inspired Keep them seeing this invisible beauty Of the mind and spirit Spirit That's what music is for It didn't originate on this planet the music can do things for you and the future all the way into the world of myth. And then you got it made because you stepped into the realm of impossibility. And what this planet needs this point is or something impossible to have to show a better way. One source for knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network.
All right. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, So L, and it is an absolute pleasure The foundation where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're definitely looking to apply correct information correctly. I want to say all thanks, praises, and honors to the creator and the ancestors. I want to say peace to my big brother slash uncle. Big Brother Uncle Yusuf L High Frequency Radio Network Creator That is the man He's the hardest working man I've ever met in my life And I'm not just saying that I don't give lip service You know, It's just not something I do So definitely, definitely big up to the brother I want to invite y'all to check out Welcome to the foundation.com You can find the Facebook Instagram, Twitter pages, you can make a donation, you can book a consultation, you can find the PDF section, get your free learn on, whether or not the PDFs are all relevant to you, I'm sure it's something that you can find, you can access all this from welcometothefoundation.com, I want to say peace to all, all of the listeners, all the live callers, the live listeners, the internet listeners, archive listeners, MP3 listeners, you know, podcast listeners, everybody. I want to say peace to all the listeners. I definitely, definitely appreciate it. I want to see, pay, say peace to all the trustees. Definitely salute. As well, as well as all those invested in their private education. I also want to say peace to anyone. Who I've done business with in the private. Anyone who sent an email wish. I'm sorry. Email or well wishes. Or any other type of current event. Or anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. I definitely want to say peace. Thank you. Thank you. The foundation. I'm private now what part three real money um this this right here this subject is is really close to my heart so i'm I'm looking looking forward to getting into this but you know as always we gotta jump into these current events it's going down out here Crazy. All right, first and foremost, Bloomberg. You can get this from Bloomberg.com. Japan extends lead on China as top foreign holder of treasuries. Extends the lead. First and foremost, from what I understand, China was holding the most treasuries at some time in the near past. Not only has that ended, and Japan has taken over as holding 
the most treasuries or treasury bonds. But, you know, they've extended the lead on China. This is significant as far as I'm concerned, man. This is part of the, you know, the wars. There's a there's a currency warfare going on right now all across the world. Devaluing currency and so on and so forth. There's dumping of certain bonds and certain sovereign countries and, you know, all types of stuff is going on. But this is significant right here. So Japan remained the biggest foreign owner of U.S. Treasuries in August as China's holdings continued to drop. Japan's holdings of U.S. notes, bills, and bonds increased by about $44 billion to $1.17 trillion, the Treasury Department said in a monthly data release today. Japan overtook China as the largest non-U.S. holder of treasuries in June. So that it happened in June. Okay, cool. The first time it's held that position since May of 2017. China's holdings decreased by about billion to only 1.1 trillion and this is going to continue to happen and if you're paying attention you're going to see this overall foreign holdings of treasuries increased to about 6.9 trillion compared to 6.63 trillion so so, you know what is that a little under a little under 3 billion you know what I'm saying or 300 billion my bad both China and Japan, the world's second and third largest economies behind the U.S., have been negotiating trade deals with the Trump administration. President Trump and his Japanese counterpart, Shinzo Abe, reached a limited trade agreement in September after a meeting at the United Nations General Assembly in New York. The two sides signed the first stage of an initial pact earlier this month. U.S. and China also agreed last Friday on the outlines of a partial trade accord Trump said he and his counterpart Xi Jinping could sign as soon as November. Japanese investors have added roughly $135 billion worth of U.S. debt this year as the world stockpile of negative yielding bond grows. That's made treasuries, which offer some of the highest rates in developed markets, more attractive to some overseas investors. So, you know, with if you look at all the markets across the world, you look at, I think, Europe, you know, you look at the different countries in Europe, um, Japan, uh, China, they all got like negative interest. You know, they've in- implemented some sort of negative interest uh, interest rate. The United States, accordingly, has a positive interest rate, even though it's recently lowered. So, a- admittedly, and, you know, theoretically, you can, you can buy treasuries and expect to get a return on those those investments whereas other countries you buy their stuff and you're guaranteed to make a loss but it's a guaranteed loss and people are actually buying those I mean investment firms I mean it's it's going down people are buying that stuff too but ultimately you know um, even though the United States has the highest paying treasury that I'm aware of uh, T-Bond China's still dumping them and they're buying a lot of gold Russia's buying a lot of gold Poland's buying the gold like all these countries are buying gold and you know you know, it begs the question, what's really going on? But I'm saying that's significant. You know, there's more than a trade war going on. There's a currency war. There's also, you know, um, intellectual property war going on, espionage or, you know, whatever you call it. I don't know. With regards to, you know, um, intellectual um, property with regards to electronics, 
computers, microchips, uh, processing systems, software, so on and so forth. A lot of piracy going on, you know. So, <clears throat> you know, it's just going to get incrementally worse, you know what I'm saying? But as we move forward, Reuters, weak U.S. retail sales cast shadow over slowing economy. U.S. retail sales fell for the first time in seven months since September, suggesting that manufacturing-led weakness could be spreading to the broader economy, keeping the door open for the Federal Reserve to cut interest rates again later this month. The downbeat report from the Commerce Department today came on the heels of data this month showing a moderation in job growth and services sector activity in September. Signs of cracks in the economy's main pillar of support ahead of the holiday season could further stoke financial market fears of a sharper slowdown in economic growth. I like how they said that. Signs of cracks in the economy's main pillar of support, which is, what are we talking about here? We're talking about consumer spending, retail sales. The economy is being hamstrung by a 15-month trade war between the United States and China, which has soared, I'm sorry, soured business sentiment, leading to a decline in capital expenditure and a recession in manufacturing. So they're calling it. They're calling a recession in manufacturing. At least, yo, quote, this morning's report solidifies concerns of the consumer's inability to perpetually support the economy alone, end quote. This is Lindsay P. Exa, chief economist at Stifle, Stifle, I don't know, in Chicago. She went on to say, with business investment declining and manufacturing activity deteriorating, many investors brushed off fears of a slowdown because the consumer was still spending. Retail sales dropped last month as households cut back spending on motor vehicles, building materials, hobbies, and online purchases. That was the first drop since February. Data for August was revised to show retail sales rising instead of um, um, rising 6% instead of 4% as previously reported. Economists polled by Reuters had forecast retail, retail sales would climb in September compared to last September. Excluding automobiles, gasoline, building materials, food services, retail sales were unchanged last month. (laughs) So, yo, man, look how they do this. They have to exclude certain things to show that retail was unchanged. And they do it in front of your face, man. It's so flagrant. I'm moving on to the next one, man. I can't do it. Still on Reuters, though. Wall Street slips as weak economic data offsets earnings strength. This is out of New York. Wall Street lost ground today as weak U.S. economic data and simmering geopolitical tensions spooked buyers away from the equities market despite a string of generally positive third quarter earnings reports. Technology shares led by Microsoft weighed heaviest, pulling all three major U.S. stocks averages into the red. U.S. retail sales contracted in September for the first time in seven months, according to the Commerce Department, in a sign that cracks might be spreading from troubled manufacturing sector to the broader economy. Quote, this perhaps is the first indication that the consumer side of the economy is showing signs of stress and perhaps pulling back. End quote. This is Tim Grisky, chief investment strategist at Inverness Council in New York. Went on to say the consumer has been looked at as the savior of this economy and this data comes out and it's rather shocking end quote 
U.S.-China trade uncertainties increased after the U.S. House of Representatives riled Beijing by passing pro-democracy legislation in support of Hong Kong. President Donald Trump said he would probably not sign any trade deal before he meets with Chinese President Xi Jinping at the upcoming EPEC forum in Chile, but said a partial trade deal was being formalized. Quote, it surprises us that the market isn't reacting more to the negative issues, Grisky added. Part of that is the expectation that the Fed is going to lower rates at the end of October and that companies may surprise to the upside like they did in the first and second quarters. Uh, hopes and dreams, man. Put it in your gas tank, man. Let's drive. Let's go. We're going straight to the promised land. CNBC dollar dented as data disappoints. U.S. dollar fell across the board today after dismal U.S. retail sales data painted a gloomy picture of the economy and supported the case for further interest rate cuts by the Federal Reserve. The, the dollar index, which measures U.S. currency against six other currencies, was down over 1%. U.S. retail sales fell for the first time in seven months. We've heard that over and over because we read these news. Um, with two weeks to go until the next policy meeting, the U.S. central bankers remain divided about the need to cut Um, if the consumer shows stronger signs of weakness, we could easily see the Fed commit to an easing cycle. But of course, they're not. You know, they're not. They're saying that it's not a. You know, it's definitely not. Hey, don't worry about it. It's not a. This isn't quantitative easing, even though really that's what's going on in the repo markets. At the very least, y'all should look into that if you're interested. I'm gonna move on. What do we got? Bloomberg again. U.S. economy flashes. Vivid contradictions with housing retail. Housing data out today reinforced a recent upswing in the industry. But when combined with a surprising decline in retail sales, the reports underscored how difficult it is to predict where the economy is headed. Consumers are at the heart of both figures, and American spending currently holds outsized importance for U.S. economic growth. It's been a consistent bright spot even as trade policy uncertainty has led to weakness in manufacturing jobs and business investment. Quote, looking at Q3, sorry, Q3, retail sales look fine. So, you know, don't worry about it. They look fine. Don't worry about it. Adding to growth, but looking at Q4 and beyond, I think the picture is weaker. This is Ian. Man, how do you even say that, man? Shepherd? Shepherdson? Shepherdson? Chief economist at Pantheon Macroeconomics. He went on to say spending for the last couple of quarters has been running faster than income growth. And I think a correction is coming. U.S. retail sales posted the first decline, blah, blah, blah. Even though the number of missed all estimates, economists caution against putting too much stock in the report because the monthly figures are frequently revised, usually revised down though. Additionally, the pullback in auto sales subtracted about 
two percentage points from the headline number. Likely overstating the downbeat report. Okay, yeah, it's overstatement. It's an overstatement. Meanwhile, CNBC gold climbs. Eyes U.S.-China ties. Palladium bolts to a record. Gold rose today on concerns that Washington's stance on Hong Kong could hamper trade negotiations between the United States and China as investors awaited a key Brexit summit. But bullion's gains were dwarfed by deficit-hit palladium as it smashed new records. Spot gold rose to $1,487.73. U.S. gold futures we're up to $1,491.60 in a move that soured ties between the United States and China. On Tuesday, U.S. House representatives passed four pieces of legislation taking a hard line on Beijing. Three related to pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong drawn opposition from China. A lot of people think uh, this is going to hinder the negotiations with the tariffs. So again, when the tariffs are questionable. People run to gold. This is Michael Matusek, head of trader at the U.S. Global Investors. Analysts also are wary of the situation in Europe as they await the outcome of the Brexit summit in Brussels on Thursday and Friday, which will determine whether Britain is headed for a deal to leave the bloc on the due date, a disorderly no Brexit deal exit, or a delay. Also helping gold, U.S. equity markets open lower as positive earnings offset cautious traders worried about the legislation targeting Hong Kong. Investors also await the U.S. Federal Reserve meeting at the end of the month to clarify on further interest rate cuts. Indicative of sentiment, holdings of the world's largest gold-backed ETF, SPDR, gold shares fell on Tuesday but held close to their highest level in nearly Three years. Elsewhere, palladium rose 2.2% to $1,770.67 an ounce after hitting a record high of $1,779.23 earlier. Quote, the story with palladium is one of continued supply, demand, and balance. We've had a global supply shortfall of palladium since 2012, and it doesn't appear to be ending anytime soon. This is Gregory Leo. Chief Investment Officer and Head of Global Wealth Management at New York-based IDB Bank. The metal used in vehicle exhaust are, or um, other uh, industrial applications are predominantly used to reduce harmful emissions and has climbed 40% so far this year on a sustained supply crunch. This is why people, you know, people's cars are getting stolen. They find their car, they jump in the car thinking everything's all good, they start it up and it's loud. It's crazy loud, like, yo, what's good? They cut off your catalytic converter. Might happen to you, you might know someone that happened to, it's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's happening, it's going down right now. Moving forward, Reuters, we're almost done. Mexican bond rigging ruling would be negative for banks' credit rating. Is our Mexico City, the credit ratings of seven large banks could be at risk if a probe by Mexico's antitrust watchdog found them guilty of market manipulation and collusion in the government bond market. 
ratings agency Moody's said today that watchdog Mexico's Federal Commission for Economic Competition said earlier this week that it had concluded an investigation into the alleged bond market transgressions. Any banks implicated would face sanctions and fines if found guilty, it said. The Watchdog Association did not name the banks, but Moody's identified them as, guess who, Banco J.P. Morgan in Mexico, (laughs) of course, Banco Santander, Mexico, Bank of America, Mexico, Barclays Bank, Mexico, BBVA, Banocomer, uh, City, City, Banamex, and Deutsche Bank, Mexico. With the exception of Deutsche Bank, Mexico, all banks mentioned by Moody's are authorized by the government as market makers, according to a finance ministry document dated July 2019. HSBC, Mexico is also authorized, but would not I'm sorry, but was not named by Moody's. Banamex, Barclays, and J.P. Morgan declined to comment. Santander, earlier this week, said it would cooperate with authorities. The others did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The Watchdog Association or organization said its investigation was the largest into public debt sales and reflected the Mexican government's efforts to increase market oversight. The investigation started almost two and a half years ago and centers on trading activity between October 2016 and 2017. Quote, trading is an important source of earnings for Mexican banks, Moody said. Among the seven banks, investment banks such as Barclays, J.P. Morgan, and Bank of America rely most heavily on trading income. So those banks that rely most heavily on trading income, I think, would be most incentivized to do some, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you know. You know what they're doing. In late September, a U.S. judge dismissed a proposed class action against several large banks for allegedly rigging the market for Mexican government bonds, according to a court filing. U.S. Judge, U.S. District Judge, District, U.S. District Judge Paul Oatkin in Manhattan said, in his opinion, the plaintiffs' eight pension funds who said, who he said could amend their complaint, failed to allege a direct link between each defendant and a conspiracy. So, you know, we're talking about J.P. Morgan Bank in Mexico. And, you know, look, if, if <laughs> watch, you know, just watch this. Watch this. Just pay attention to that, to that, to that news, y'all. Uh, I found this interesting. This is CNBC. Uh, Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew is, quote, known for not spending any money and still drives a used Acura. He's a 23-year-old rookie quarterback, is known for not spending any money. Um, He still drives his used Acura he got when he graduated high school. Anecdotes from Minshew's college days confirm after one of the biggest games of his college career, the 2018 Alamo Bowl, when he led Washington State to win over Iowa, Minshew like all college players competing in the prestigious bowl games, receives a $700 travel stipend to get home for a holiday break rather than spending it on a flight home. He got thrifty, pocketing the money, and hitching a ride with a few um, buddies who made the trip to San Antonio to watch him play. Um, he 
Even though he got 190,884 signing bonus, he chose to play safe and didn't sign any right away. Um, but just because he's drafted doesn't guarantee that he'll make it. So this is what he said. I'm, I'm just trying to skim this article, man. Bottom line, man, this dude's real frugal. And it looks to me, what they're saying, that he's putting his money in the proper places. Um, earning a base salary of $495,000, he eventually got an apartment. Only outfitted with essentials, and pots and pans, um, and a little bit of furniture. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. You know I, I really, I like and respect people who, you know, are very uh, responsible, is what I'll say, with their, you know, with their funds. I think it's... Uh, a very commendable and you know really responsible um, habit to have is to be very frugal with your funds stay with the necessities I'm always looking to reduce expenses you know what I mean um, get less stuff deal with less try to be minimal um, you know just living life you, you come across more stuff and you're going to accumulate things so you know I get into, you know, the habit of every spring just going through and just getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff, even if I want to keep it. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I, you know, as humans, it's hard for us to let go of stuff. So, you know, keeping that in mind. But you know, you know just, you're gonna go through and just get rid of stuff, man. Just, do you need it? Are you using it? Get rid of that stuff, man. You don't even need it, man. But you know, with that being said, um, that's the end of current events, man. I'm gonna get into this um, episode. I'm actually excited to get into this episode, man, because, you know, this understanding is one of the first understandings I came to understand, and it was further solidified by one of my mentors, Um, and I don't really talk to the brother anymore, you know, Um, too much really, I guess, you know, life happens, people get busy, and, you know, so the story goes, but, you know, um, when it comes to this you know, episode on private now. What part three? Real money. Real money is is very important. And the concept, understanding the concept, and implementing that knowledge, to me, is one of the foundations, if not the foundation, of perpetuating multi multi generational wealth and protecting purchasing power, um, as well as principle. And you know, um, I'm gonna get into that. In a little bit, but um, real money is very, very important. Uh, I don't. I I would say you know knowing knowing what real money is and actively, ex, uh, you know, exchanging into real money and getting your hands on real money goes a long way for mind state, mind state. And what I mean by that is we have a lot of stress in our lives. Um, We have a lot going on. We have a lot of responsibilities. We have a lot of people pushing. We have a lot of people pulling. And, you know, at the same time, we also have, you know, our own issues. And one of the main issues that we deal with and that a lot of people deal with is 
the stress of not feeling stable or secure in their finances and knowing the difference between real money and artificial money is paramount in getting to a position to where you feel a sense of financial stability and when it comes to financial stability you start off with a week two weeks three weeks four weeks you get into a month then you get into two months three months four months five months six months and sometimes it takes you two years one year five years to get to eight months and what i mean by financial stability to me um being financially stable is having at least I would say six to eight months minimum of expenses set aside in real money. So if you completely lost your job, you know, um, if you got fired, if you got laid off, whatever, you would not be freaking out about how you're going to pay your bills, how you're going to pay the mortgage, how you're going to be pay the rent, because you know that you have a savings set aside for this specific situation. So being financially secure is something most of us don't have and we don't understand and we've never been there. And we don't really know how to get there. And then some people feel that they're financially secure and then realize, you know, come a recession or something that they're not. They lost, hey man, what I thought was my wealth of 80, 100, a million, two, four million dollars actually ended up being cut in half almost. So now I got to keep working. Now I got to go to work or go back to work. Now I got to scale my lifestyle down. Because I wasn't prepared. This, from as far as I'm concerned, is all rooted in the same misconception of what is money and what is real money. So, um, where am I going to start? Here, let me start from this. Imagine a situ a world where where we don't have vehicles, uh, automobiles, uh, private motor vans. I don't care what you call them, man. Cars, trucks, SUVs, whatever. You know, maybe horses and carts, and you know, so on and so forth. Or let's let's keep it today. Let's keep it today. Let's say that you know. Imagine a world where. I mean, in a, in a country, they exist. Where there's roads or certain, you know, places that you travel to and from that it's not safe to go from place to place. Nowadays, we have electronic accounts, you know, debit cards, so on and so forth. You know, I remember when travelers checks checks were heavy and they were heavy on the fraud side. But ultimately, you know, it's easier to picture, you know, kind of back in the day without vehicles, you know, planes and stuff. You know, you're going somewhere and you got to travel on the road, and you know, there's bandits on the road. And to me, this is easy to understand where this stuff came from. You know what I mean? So um, there's bandits on the road, and bandits frequent the road. You know what I mean? So when it comes to that, uh, 
there's there's a there, you got to find ways in which to you know keep your valuables um safe and secure but also you got to travel maybe you have business to do maybe someone that you know is uh sick or something like that uh, I don't know, man. There's things going on, so you got to travel, and you have wealth. You travel with wealth because where you want to go, you want to still keep maintain your your lifestyle, your quality of life that you have where you came from. But there's bandits and stuff, and then but there's certain authorities that are respected. You know, maybe in in your area, locally, you know they have a a bank or something equivalent. You know, but you also understand that they're they're everywhere. And they honor their instruments. So before you go on this road, you stop at this bank and you trade in your real money and they give you a certificate. But they also take your name and all your information and so on and so forth. So if you lose a certificate, if you give them the correct information, they will replace it. You know what I'm saying? So they give you the certificate. of, and It has value at the other destination when you get there. So if you get robbed on the way, you have a better chance of hide, hiding a piece of paper. And getting away with it. And if it does get stolen, if you hurry up and get to one of these spots and report it, you know, um, you can get your value back. And even if you lose your value, a lot of times they would allow you to put insurance on the instruments. And these are called instruments. You know what I'm saying? Um, Eventually, you know, banks started getting into this and issuing instruments. Really easy is the gold rush. You know, what we understand of the gold rush in North America where, you know, uh, miners were putting on deposit their gold to certain banks and they were being issued notes because, you know, people would rob them or they get drunk and get robbed or so on and so forth. But then the bankers noticed that they weren't coming in to get their gold, that they were actually exchanging the certificates, you know, which is called, you know, a type, a type of negotiation. And this would lead to fractional reserve banking. They started issuing more certificates than what gold they had because they worked out numbers to where only these number of people will come in uh, or depositors will come and um, request their entire deposit. Most of them, you know, dealing certificates. So this is what led to fractional reserve banking. You know what I mean? At the top of, <clears throat> excuse me, at the top of a dollar or any, you know, dollar bill, $50 bill, um, $100 bill, whatever. Um, it says note. If you look at it, it'll say note. They all say notes, man. Um, it says Federal Reserve note. Um, before I get into that real quick, though, let's see what the Constitution for the United States says with regards to um, coin or tender and payment of debts. Let's be specific. Article 1, Section 10, no state shall enter into any treaty, alliance, or confederation, grant letters of marquee and reprisal, coin money, emit bills of credit, make anything gold and silver, coin, tender and payment of debts. Pass any bill of attainder, ex post, ex post facto law, or law impairing the obligation of contracts. That's my favorite part. Or grant any title of nobility. So, you know, Constitution said gold and silver, right? So, but this, you know, it says Federal Reserve note. So what is a note? Black's Law Dictionary, 4th edition. Quite simply states, a note 
is a unilateral instrument containing and express an absolute promise of signer to pay to a specified person or order or bearer a definite sum of money at a specified time. What is money? It's, it's not a note because note references money. It says the, the, the note is an instrument containing an absolute promise. So a note is a promise to pay. You pay with gold and silver. Now, a silver certificate, we had them back in the day, you know, silver certificate. At the top, it says silver certificate. This certifies that there is on deposit in the Treasury of the United States of America $1 in silver payable to the bearer on demand. Didn't that say note signer to pay a specified person or order or bearer a definite sum of money at a specified time? What is that specified time? When I take this silver certificate in and give it to you and tell you I want that dollar, that's the time. The issuance of a demand or, you know, actually I'm looking at discharge because a note is a debt. A promise is a debt. Let's just, get, just be clear. A promise is a debt. It's a debt. If you owe me money and I owe Yusuf money, you just pay Yusuf. That's an exchange of promises, man. What do we got here? Where was I at? Uh, an instrument is a note if it is a promise, and it is a draft if it is an order. If an instrument falls within the definition of both a note and a draft, a person entitled to enforce the instrument may treat it as either. So an instrument is a note if it is a promise. This is out of the Uniform Commercial Code. This is a uh, UCC 3-104 in the definition UCC 3-104 E Oh no, I've been studying this since 2014. So this is that's the the, the year that I got um printed printed off. So Uniform Commercial Code says a note is a promise. Black's Law Dictionary 4th edition says a note is a promise. <clears throat> So it's uh, uh, Federal Reserve notes are not money. That's the first thing. Mind state. Federal Reserve notes are not money. Federal Reserve promises are not money. It's like money in the bank, I guess, if the promisor is trustworthy and noble. You know, or they can be like nothing. I can sell dirt and get more money from some promises or then I can get from some promises. Federal Reserve Note A, number one, number one, number one, it is not money. Please understand what the difference between money and currency. I'm not going to really get into currency beyond to say currency is what sovereign governments say is equal to money or on par with money or can be issued and by the government and exchanged within that country as money. And the government will say, you got to take this. If you don't, you're going out of business. Keep it up. We'll throw you in jail. But Federal Reserve notes are not money. It's not money. 
It's, look, look, it's not money. It's not money. You're not getting money if you're getting checks. You're not getting money if you're getting direct deposits. You're not getting money. It's not money. So you can't pay yourself. And that's that's the next point of mind state I want to get into. Pay yourself first. Anytime you come across any type of energy in the form of um, tangible assets or perceived assets such as certificates or notes, you know what I mean? Or, you know, real assets. Pay yourself first before it goes back into commerce and is exchanged or traded away for something else. Pay yourself first. In order to pay yourself, you must understand that paying is with money. And we need to understand what money is. And it is not notes. I'm going to keep saying that. It is not notes. Money is not notes. Cash, Federal Reserve notes, they are not money. You're not getting money, man. You're not getting money. At all. So when you get these notes, you need to understand what they are. Look at them like hot potatoes. And if you don't, you're looking at it all wrong. You're not understanding the game. One of the main rules of the game is that there is no money in the game. It's not what's going on. It's not what's being exchanged. It's not what's changing around. What is money? You can obtain with what is not money. At a specific, you know, uh, excuse me, exchange rate of certain notes. But it it is not money. There is no money. Now we're dealing with notes. First and foremost, you got to understand these notes were created by a certain entity that owns them and copywrote those. That's how people get in trouble for counterfeiting. <coughs> Think about it. How can you get in trouble for counterfeiting unless they have a specific claim? What is the claim? That they have the rights to these instruments and you are creating them um, without their express permission. And there are specific laws in place to penalize those individuals and organizations who participate in counterfeit of currencies. Hands down. What it means when you partake of a benefit of the use of these Federal Reserve notes, to me, is another topic as well. It should be considered by all those who consider themselves seekers. But the notes are not money. What is money? Gold and silver. Gold and silver is money. Um, and the Constitution, Constitution says that gold has been money since the beginning of the recording of time now there have been other times where salt acted as money different things acted as currency or money in certain you know uh, uh, civilizations or periods of recorded quote history but gold and silver has been money since before since before since before since Gold is what is known as an asset that has intrinsic value, which means the substance that makes up 
the item or the thing is what is valuable. You cannot say that about a note. The paper is not that valuable. The ink is not that valuable. If you think so, go take a dollar bill and try to go buy some ink. It's not going to happen. Why? Because there's certain currency laws with regards to that price laws and so on and so forth to where $1 bill is not enough. But you could take a $50 bill and go get some ink. To me, that's weird. If you When you get to a certain, you know, I guess, level, it gets weird, but then it gets kind of cool, and then it's weird again, I guess. You know what I mean? But either way, to me, it's just weird. But ultimately, it is notes are not money. Gold and silver is money. You have to understand what money is. Now, they appreciate in value, but to me, they do not appreciate it. It just looks like it because the currency or notes that it takes to get these items are steadily depreciating, which is a lead in to the next point I want to make, which is depreciation. I already said that these people, these organizations, you know, this government can put people in jail for counterfeiting their private script, their Federal Reserve notes. They control them. They own them. They created them. So therefore, they control the rules with how you interact with them as well as the value of them. And the Federal Reserve Bank has a, a committee, which is known as the, open, the Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC. And that committee, which runs the Federal Reserve, is made up of you know, specific board members and then you know, shareholders and whatever. They push for 2% inflation on the currency, inflating the currency. So if, if, if you understand what inflation is and reverse it, inflation deflates value, which means 2%, five years, that would be 10%, uh, 50 years. That's a lot. Look, bottom line is, is you're losing 2% of the purchasing power of the instruments that you're using every day, year over year. And it lets you know that off top. Now, are you gaining over 2% in your earning power year over year? Probably not. And the system is set up this way. It's set up to extract energy from humans, from man and woman. And it's done very cleverly. And we need to understand it. And we need to understand the rules of the game. And we also need to understand what is and what is not. What is illusory? And be able to point it out. You know, that's illusion. That's fiction. We'll talk about it, but I want you to know we're talking about fiction. And a lot of times when I point out fiction to people, people don't like it. Because they realize how much they fictionalize their lives. But they push for 2% inflation on the currency per year. Which means the purchasing power is dropping by 2%. Which is worth a quote. It's going faster than that because, you know, it's connected uh, not only to the economy, but it's also connected, you know, throughout, you know, the globe. It's globally. So over time, you're losing personal power. How can you save and, and save your wealth and put your family forward when the money that you're saving and the currency that you're saving in is steadily depreciating over time? 
you're going to save yourself directly into poverty. It just depends on how many generations it'll take. It depends on how much wealth you have. If you don't have the correct knowledge, if you don't know what real money is, you will not have real money. And you will not have a solid foundation. So, you need to understand when it comes to inflation, you see inflation, they describe inflation with regards to prices for goods and services going up. The reason why prices and goods and services are going up, it's still the same good or service. It's just the currency you use to obtain the good or services is devaluing its worth less. That's why prices go up. It's an inverse causation. It's hands down. Research what I'm saying. Don't believe what I'm saying. I could be absolutely, literally, certifiably mad, like insane in my membrane. So please research what I'm saying. But what is the inverse causation of inflation in prices? It's deflation of the value of notes, the notes that you're holding, the notes that you use every day that you think is money. And they use those notes that are depreciating to buy further depreciating assets. And we wonder why we're broke. And then we have credit cards and stuff that have interest. So you're paying interest on money that is depreciating. Think about that for a second. Over time, because most people carry balances, you know, month over month, a lot of us year over year, we're paying interest on so-called, quote, money. And the value of that money is depreciating over time. It's a cold world. It's a cold system. If you understand how the system works, you don't become a victim. My job that I feel like that I was given was to help us become less victimized and to be able to stand up and do our dance without anybody being able to stop us and not really caring if they like the dance that I'm doing. Because most people around us, they don't know. They have no clue. So what is real money? Gold and silver. Appreciating assets. I'm going to say gold and silver. Now, I'm going to say gold for um, wealth preservation, like to preserve your wealth, like boom. You know what I'm saying? Core holdings should be in gold and silver. I mean gold. Uh, silver, uh, same thing, wealth preservation, you know, looks just like gold, but um, you can use silver more for, you know, exchanging, bartering, whatever, in, you know, crisis scenario or in real life, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people accept gold and silver, so you'd be surprised. You ask them and they'll be like, yo, you told the silver that looks at you really weird and be like, yeah, I accept gold and silver. Of course. <laughs> if they're smart. If they're not smart, hey, who knows, man? You know, hey, hey. Gold and silver. Appreciate. What does appreciate mean? The word appreciate means to 
to raise in value. Hands down. Layman's, layman's definition, man. Like, that's not textbook. That's not Black's Law definition. Straight up definition, man. It's to, to, to grow in value. The value is, becomes more and more over time. Depreciation. The value becomes less and less over time. One of the biggest things that depreciate is cars, man. Especially brand new cars. Look, the biggest favor you can do for your estate, for your children, for yourself, for your wallet, for the types of food that you can buy over time is to never buy a brand new vehicle ever. If you have to get one that comes off a two year lease or a three year lease and cop that bad boy, but never, ever, ever buy a brand new car. It is to me is the most ridiculous thing you can do. Unless your company can afford it and it doesn't affect your family's quality of life. But even still, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I just don't. It's one of the worst investments that you can make is, is in a vehicle. Unless you have a business and you use the vehicle to further generate more business, it increases your footprint, you can service more of a customer base. Cool, that's an investment. But the vehicle itself is not going to gain in value, fam. It will bring you value through the use, proper use of it through your corporate structure and proper administration, but it's not going to gain in value over time. Now, we have vehicles that are valuable, and these are like classic cars, some of these supercars. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a car, I think it's a McLaren F1. I think it was like a million dollars when they made it. You can't get one for less than like 10 right now, 10 million. Now, you got to counter, uh, you know, there's deflation in currency, so... I understand that. But still, even if you, you know, consider inflation, it's still, man, that thing appreciated in value. Classic cars like old Chevys, you know, uh, uh, you know, old Impalas, a lot of these things you can grab and, you know, uh, put a couple hundred, a couple thousand dollars into these cars and really, you know, force value into these things. Real estate, appreciating asset, uh, uh, collectible art. You get certain types of monies, you can buy, you know, a Monet or Picasso or something like that. Make sure, you know, it's certified or whatever, get insurance on it. But, you know, those things increase in value over time. You want to, those are, those are assets. Anything else is a liability. I like what Robert Kiyosaki said, the asset puts money in your pocket. A liability takes money out of your pocket. People say real estate can be an asset or, or um, a liability. It depends on the type of real estate and how you you know, functionally administer the real estate. And people are like, oh, you know, just single family homes. Hey, man, depending on the situation, I see people with single family homes um, that they rent and then pop off and do uh, Airbnb and bang them joints. How you going to make like four G's a month? <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, look, 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 it's, it's the, look, you can make money. You You can bring wealth into your estate. Ultimately is what I'm saying. It's it's only hard because we don't know how. That's what I'm saying. And I'm 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 showing y'all how right now. The main thing you can do, you know, dollar cost average is what it's called. It's called dollar cost average. Whatever your budget, if it's twenty dollars a month, fourteen dollars a week, I don't care what it is. Some of y'all can do two fifty a month, some of y'all can do a thousand a month. Yeah, hey, whatever. Do your dance, man. You know what I'm saying? Do your dance. 
But whatever that is, make sure that you can budget it and it works. And it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to take away from anything. Maybe some lattes or some Burger King. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Those things that you can, you know, sacrifice. Other than that, don't let it affect your, your lifestyle, man. Because if it doesn't affect your lifestyle, you're, you're, you have a higher probability of continuing the exercise and making it, you know, more than an exercise, actually a habit. But whatever it is, 50 bucks, 20 bucks a month, I don't care what it is, go buy some gold or silver. Can't buy gold, buy silver. Silver's a great value right now. Um, you can get a, an ounce of silver for around twenty dollars right now. Go buy gold and silver. Um, what are those? The star symbols on the keyboard. Star symbol. You know, when you read and you see the star symbol, and that means go and look at the footnote. Footnote. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna go out here. You're going to look online, be careful, think privacy. I do not recommend you buy anything online. They got your address, they got your credit card, they got your zip code, what the what? You need to get up, you need to go find precious metals dealers. I recommend in your city, go find the spots that say we buy gold. They be gouging, they be gouging. Never sell to those fools or exchange out, I should say, to those fools, ever. Those we buy gold fools. They gouge. They're going to gouge. Oh, I'm going to give you melt value minus tricky, tricky percent. You know what I'm saying? What percent? Tricky, tricky. Like, look, man, I ain't got time for this. But when you're buying, you have, you, you have at least a peace of mind to know that these fools ain't really grabbing no fake stuff. They got things tested. You know, they've already been got if they've been in, in business more than like a year or so. So they learn a lesson and all that. But go there, you know, go there. And then haggle with them fools. They're like, spot price. Like, look, man, spot price is paid by the first consumer, man. You didn't pay spot price when you got this. Why are you going to charge spot price? Look, man, you, if you know this stuff, you can get deals, man. If you didn't catch what I said, man, download it. Rewind this joint. Something. But that's where you buy from. You know what I mean? That's where I buy from. And if you got to sell you go to a different spot man. and if you're going to take exchange precious metals into another precious metal because you're dealing with ratios or something go to a different spot so if you exchanging buying and selling or exchanging out you need three different spots if you buying and just exchanging you need two different spots don't buy and sell quote at the same spot man but get up and go do it i would suggest you do it in cash man that's just me though i'm not giving you legal advice man i can't do that i'm not a lawyer I don't have the authority. I'm just, you know, just just hollering at you real quick, you know. We, we, you know, we chopping it up. But you're also gonna run into these, you know, these terms, and they're gonna be like, "Ooh, numismatic, numismatic." Let me tell you something. Look, this is 31 USC 5112. Y'all need to check this out, people. People say there's no real money in the United States. That's not true. Money and finance, subchapter four, money. Chapter 51, coins and currency. Subchapter two, general authority. Secretary of the Treasury may mint and issue only the following coins. 
a dollar coin that is 1.043 inches in diameter, a half dollar coin that is 1.205 inches in diameter, quarter dollar coin, 0.99, I'm sorry, 0.955, a dime coin, 0.705, and a five cent coin, 0.835. A $50 coin, 32.7 millimeters, $25 coin, 27 millimeters, a $10 coin, 22 millimeters. I'm sorry, 22 millimeters. $5 coin, 16.5 millimeters. $50 coin, that is of an appropriate size and thickness and determined by the secretary, weighs one ounce and contains 99.99% pure gold. A $25 coin of the appropriate size and thickness as determined by the secretary that weighs one troy ounce and contains 0.9995 fine palladium. United States coins shall have the inscription, in God we trust, the Albert size, each coin shall have the inscription, Liberty. I'm going to jump down here to, what we got here? F. Nope, my bad. Yeah, F. Silver coins. Oh, by the way, what am I reading? American Eagle Gold and Silver Coin Act. Numismatic items for the purpose of section 5132 of this titles, all coins minted under subsection C shall be considered numismatic items. For the purpose, I'm going down to 3G under here for the purpose of subsection 532A1 of this title, all coins minted under subsection C of this section shall be considered to be numismatic items. I'm hopping over to 3 for the purpose of Section 5132A1 of this title, all coins minted under this subsection shall be considered to be numismatic items. Designated recipient organization defined. For purpose of this paragraph, the term designated recipient organization means any organization designated under any provision of law as a recipient of any surcharge imposed on the sale of any numismatic item. So this is Congress right here. Y'all can check this out, man. Check it out. 31 U.S.C. 5112, and then check out the corresponding resolution and that Congress put out. I highly suggest you do. It's a good read. It's very, you know, very informative. Bottom line is, and y'all can trust but verify what I'm about to say. You only hear this word numismatic. And these fools out here selling these coins that are numismatic. All right. I'm going to tell you this. Number one, the only coin that Congress recognizes as numismatic is the American Eagle silver coin and the American Eagle gold coin. Any other use of the word numismatic outside of that is not technically a numismatic coin. What these coin dealers will tell you numismatic coin, oh, you know, it's now it's gold, but it was, you know, from 1894, and that's when, you know, um, we, we found it and before that, it's from the time of ancient Egypt, and therefore, you know, the history of the item raises the value. Look, man, look, me personally, I do not deal with that. I suggest you don't either. Not giving you legal advice, you grown. You grown. Free will if you're not grown. I do not care about those coins. I don't care about none of that stuff. I'm looking at the specific content of the item which is gold and silver 
1984, the IRS proposed legislation that numismatic coins were non-confiscatable because the elite in this country were, you know, sending their money to other jurisdictions, their gold and, you know, purchasing gold from other countries, really, and then holding it in other jurisdictions. They saw uh, an exodus of money from this country. And they, you know, they, they figured it out that, you know, the wealthy, those who knew, those who have an understanding and have knowledge were very adverse to obtaining, you know, gold in the United States, let alone holding it in the United States due to the confiscation. So in 1984, the IRS proposed uh, legislation proposing that numismatic coins are non-confiscatable. And then the next year, 1985. Congress passed the American Eagle Gold and Silver Coin Act. Well, I think they did an eagle, the gold one in 85, and, and I think in 86, they did the silver eagle one or something. I don't know, man. I don't remember. Because millions and millions of dollars were fleeing the country to hold real money. So the government created the American Eagle Silver and Gold Coin Program. It's the only program that's not funded by taxpayers in the United States. Did you know that? Man, look, I could just be I could just be making this stuff up, just sitting here and just thinking of stuff and just saying it. Look into what I'm saying. Research for your own, man. Just look. Look into it. Don't take my word for it. But real money, what is real money? Gold and silver is real money. Now, when it comes to real money, we're looking at savings. You should not have a savings account where you have, like, cash in the savings account, you know, credits or whatever. Look, man, uh, you save in gold and silver. We don't invest in gold and silver. That's, that's a big thing. Like, if you're buying gold and silver, you should not pay attention at all to how much the price is fluctuating on the market. A, that's heavily manipulated. Banks have come out and admitted it, that they manipulate the precious uh, metals, futures markets, and stuff like that. Heavily manipulated. And B, it doesn't matter. That's that's with regards to currency. That's the trick. It's the trick. You should be dollar-cost averaging whatever you can do on a regular basis, continuing to buy gold and silver over time. And that will eventually give you that foundation of security to where you have six months, nine months, a year in expenses in represented by gold and silver. Now, number one rule is you don't tell people you have gold and silver. Smart guy, smart lady, don't tell anyone. And I know when you first get into gold and silver, you want to talk about stuff, we get excited about stuff. Don't play yourself, man. Let's, 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 let's be real. Keep it to yourself, man. We well, we going private, right? Come on now. It's actions, demonstration, and thought mentality that goes into this private dance. So we do not invest in gold and silver. We save in gold and silver. We protect purchasing power. You know, an ounce of gold a hundred years ago pretty much gets you with what you can get with it today. You know what I'm saying? A nice suit, nice dinner, so on and so forth. They've done these studies, man. Look at Look at it. You're going to preserve your purchasing power. 
You hold them $100 bills 10 years later, you're not going to be able to get with that $100 bill that you can get today because it's going to depreciate over time. We need to understand this. The same thing with your stock accounts, your 401ks, your IRAs. I'm sorry to tell you. But unless you're consistently over time, overall, at least making 2% on those investments plus whatever taxes and fees that are go along with any type of, you know, uh, payouts or whatever, you're losing money. And people don't think about that. Yo, when I start taking distributions, um, there may be some penalties, there may be some fees if, you know, um, 401ks, you pay, I think you pay taxes on the 401k uh, contributions. No, you don't pay taxes on 401k contributions traditionally. You only pay tax on on the you pay taxes on the distributions when you receive the money at whatever freaking rate the taxes is going to be when you retire. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to take that into consideration too. But most people don't think about you know the fees, the penalties, and actually the taxes that are going to be imposed on the retirement. So not only 2%, you got to beat the market, you got you to gain 2%, and you got to cover, you know, all the taxes and the fees when you start taking distributions or when you cash that joint out because you have an emergency. It doesn't make sense when you put all the numbers down. It doesn't. It's a trick. 401ks is a trick, man. Straight up. Oh, we're going to match your contribution. But if anything happens, oops, you lost 40%, but we don't have any responsibility to your retirement well pensions they had to pay regardless the corporate company goes having problems man these pensions these fools were suing these fools suing the company suing suing to death we don't care if you're gonna go over you better pay us you go under go over we don't care sue them to death fam can't do that no more all principles subject to market loss that's the disclosure on all these 401ks man Ooh, diversify your assets. All of these so-called paper assets and all the 401ks, these equities, these these futures, you know, all this stuff, man. All of it. It's all denominated in a currency that's notes, man. U.S. dollars notes, man. I promise. Let's do it, man. It's kind of ugly. And I'm not one to really, you know get down. It's not about being negative. This is about information. I want y'all to be informed. So if you have a savings account, cash it out, man. And go buy gold and silver. Um, don't cash it all out. You know, but I look at currency as, you know, how corporations deal with, you know, money and stuff. It's for service and debt. It's for the purchase of goods and services to, you know, promote the business and keep it moving forward, keep it alive, quote, and everything else, you know, we go into, you know, savings and we go into investments. Keep, you keep the cash account lean, lean, lean. To me, it's just, it just makes sense. Now, you want to talk about investments? Maybe I'll do another episode on private investments. Or maybe you should check out, I think that was, was that episode two? On private now, what part two? But maybe I'll jump into some private investments. But I really do want to go on what real money is. And for us, what we got to do, we just got to start buying silver. So, you know, get American Eagles, man. 
Iris proposed legislation that numismatic coins are not confiscatable. The only coins designated um, numismatic by Congress are any gold and coins, man. I think it's smart. I think it's very smart. Um, you know, you and trustee training do the resolution to where, you know, the stuff is owned by the trust, man. Now you have even more protections. Now we got a, you know, a non-confiscatable asset that is held by, you know, a non-resident alien that has contract protections. Speaking of trustee training, if y'all are interested in trustee training, email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You know, implementing these, these, these facts and these truths when it comes to private uh, life, private administration, uh, private business, private savings, private wealth is important. Knowing the facts, implementing facts, knowing the procedures, implementing them. But knowledge, knowledge is one and two. They go hand in hand. Two sides, the same cord. I'm same same coin. Sorry. You have the knowledge. You apply the knowledge. It's very important. But it gets lost with a lot of people in, you know, the day-to-day. But this day-to-day is engineered to spin you. And keep you and your family at a certain level that is below other certain families that think that those families and just because their bloodline is better than you and your family and your bloodline. And they impose these economic principles and constructs to, you know, really to oppress those who do not have a certain skill set and a certain level of information and knowledge that you can only acquire outside of the public education system. Because that was set up. I did that. I did the show on the economics of slavery, the fundamentals of economic slavery. Y'all should check that out. That's real. The Rockefellers put it down. If you understand the system, you can protect yourself from some, from the system. A lot of people say you understand the system, you can combat the system. Look, man, you ain't getting no negative energy out of me. I'm giving this system a lot of energy, specifically a lot of negative energy. Real quick, we got about a minute left in the broadcast. We're going to go over. If you're listening online, you got to call in 424-222-5250. Otherwise, you will be cut off. 424-222-5250. But yeah, like I was saying. The way this thing is set up, we got to understand what real money is. We, we really do. We got to understand what promises are and how promises are expressed and what they look like when they are expressed on paper specifically in words understand you know um, the implications of these promises these notes understand that you know if you're dealing with notes you're dealing you should be dealing with them at arms at arm's length and if you're dealing with notes federal reserve notes through the individual you are not dealing with notes at arm's length. No such thing as individual protections. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> those are, uh, what are those? What are those protections? Individual protections. Civil rights. Civil rights. Your rights of certain civility. That you're a civilian. I ain't talking mess, man. I love y'all. I'm in the same boat as you, man. 
Like you on the bottom, I'm on the stern talking mess. <laughs> we on the same boat, going the same way. So how can I be talking mess? I love y'all, man. I just want y'all to know what real money is, man. If you want more information with regards to how to get your hands on real money, email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. When it comes to dollar cost averaging, um, I think one of the easiest ways is to, you know, grab an ounce of silver every two weeks, you know, um, get, but get your hands on gold. You know, gold is wealth preservation. Gold is, is the wealthy hold they money in gold. And, you know, in order to be wealthy, you got to start doing what the wealthy do and eventually you'll be these individuals. So, so you got to start holding gold. And uh, one, of the, one of the, I guess one of the main avenues by which I suggest that we grab gold is through carrot bars. And you can sign up and just be a customer. And, you know, they hold it for you and they'll ship it to you from Federal Express. The main thing is they don't report it, man. It's a foreign company. They don't report that stuff. Now, it'll come up on your account that you paid this company, but hey, what'd you get, man? They got all types of different products and blah, 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 blah. Substantiation. You know what I'm saying? Plausible. Plausible what? Um, But I like that company, man, because they don't report, man. They don't report, man. And then, you know, if you're doing it as a business, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, how they pay you is they give you this MasterCard that is a prepay MasterCard, right? And they put the money on the MasterCard, man. And they've got, you know, quote, your name on it and everything. And like they send it to you, fam. And you know, you can take, you can go to ATM, put in the code, you know what I'm saying, and take cash out, man. But it's denominated in euros, man. And they don't ask for a social security number. So how could they report, man? I think that's the most plain I've ever said that. But look, man, you know, whatever. You do you. Whatever you want to do, though. Hit me up. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Protect your wealth. Protect your assets. You know what I mean? Uh, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what type of legislation is going to be passed with regards to the individual, the LLC, your corporation. It's very important to set up your private estate. You know, business trust, asset protection trust, family trust. You know, these are pivotal and very specific and important and necessary components with regards to a private estate. You know, all of these things you will learn how to administer, create, function, transact with, contract. Uh, so on and so forth and much more through you know the foundation's trustee training and if you're interested in said trustee training email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com and I will holla at you you know what I'm saying we're about to go to the phone lines man um, I'm pretty much finished with what I was saying you know uh, if you're gonna pay yourself first you know I do want to round that out and if you're gonna pay yourself you can only pay yourself in gold and silver man Right up. So you ain't getting paid, man. When you get a check, man, you ain't getting paid, man. You're getting tricked. It's not. You can make it payday, but there's an extra step you got to make. And, you know, I suggest you that extra step. You realize technically how much you're being paid. Roman soldiers were paid a dime a day. Uh, you know, one denarius, a silver coin. A day, man. If you subtract, you know, your time, your travel time, your travel gas, your car insurance, your uh, transportation, just to say that, uh, your food, your clothing, your rent, uh, you know, and you subtract all of that uh, from what you make every two weeks or every month, and you see what you have left, like, to me, that's what, that's how much you make, minus expenses, yo. And that's not even investments. 
We're not even talking about recreation. I'm talking. I'm not talking about you know your Netflix, your Netflix bill. You know that they automatically take. I'm not talking about none of that stuff. That's really how much we make, man. Put it in perspective. Pay yourself, man. Pay yourself in gold and silver. I suggest you make a real strong foundation in eagles, man. And get with me, trustee training, so you can title that property into a private contractual entity. That's you know, it's constitutionally protected contract. And you know, doesn't owe its existence to legislation. So therefore it's not governed by legislation. Think about it. <sighs> With that being said, uh I'm gonna take like maybe one or two calls, man. I'm I'm kinda tired if y'all can't tell. I'm not really tired. I'm kind of exhausted. Got a lot of stuff going on, man. But I love y'all, man. We good. Y'all my family. I appreciate the energy. I can feel the energy, man. We got, man, got a lot of callers, man. But uh, let me take this caller. Let me holler at my guy. 718-8092. Peace. What's your name? What you calling? Hey, peace. So, hey, this is called from New York. Hey, so um, three questions. All right. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thank you. How are you? You're welcome. I'm okay. Three questions. Um, okay, so like you got like um some funds, like some stocks and stuff like that. It could be transferred like cause um so like I got something it's almost two thousand. But um when they finish taxing it, it's about like maybe like one thousand five hundred. So after they finish taxing it, I'm only gonna get eight hundred. So if I like convert that fifteen hundred into silver now, they'll get less. Um, and when it comes to taxing it, can I say, well, okay, tax it like on the silver side, like I'm selling it, and um, you know, you um, you buy it at that price. Um, is that like possible? Because now well, they buying silver from me. I'm trying to. First and foremost, I am not saying to cash out your retirement. Everybody listening, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to put it into perspective. That no. All of those retirement accounts are subject to market loss. So I'm not saying that it's a lot of fees when you do that, man. It's not worth it, I don't think. But if you're if you're, if no, you're set I, on doing it, go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted to turn everything into silver. I wanted to like uh, buy silver. You know, if they have silver there someplace, buy the what silver. What I would suggest, what I would suggest is you inquire as to the type of account that you're dealing with, whether or not the account can be self-directed. Um, if it's not a self-directed account, then you want to convert it or look into converting it to a self-directed account and self-directed. Oh, it's, accounts, it's self-directed. Yeah, I can, I can, okay, I can so, go with somebody else. They say I can. Okay, so you want if you can self-direct, you can put precious metals in an IRA as long as the metals are held by a third party, like a depository or something. That's the only okay, thing I was. All right. You know, just or even like carry bars, maybe stocks and bonds or something. No, 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 no. They got to be like certain coins. Okay. So the IRS, it has to be okay. like silver eagles. It's got it can be maples. I don't know. They, they it's certain. It's only certain types of precious metals, coins. Maples, allow. maples are Canada. Maples yeah, in Canada or something like that. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and then the ne- the next thing is like um, so like um, I know like when they have I think it's the cruise missile. I think it has so much. Um, it's made for so much silver. 
And um, I was wondering, like, uh, I forgot how many, like, how much um, they put in the, um, the missiles. And I figured, like, that, um, you know, when it explodes and, you know, they do whatever they do with it, they get rid of it or, you know, they dump it. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know, like, the, the missiles before that. I was like, okay, if they, like, you know, they test in or they went overseas and they bombed someplace. And I wonder if some people, like, you know, if they, like, um, you know, um, getting that silver, you know, going treasure hunting, getting that silver, you know. And and once it, like, you know, that bomb goes off, how far does that silver disperse, you know. And, um, you know, as people retracted that silver. Yeah, have you heard anything like that, you know? No, I, I feel like a lot of that stuff is destroyed. Yeah. Um, a lot of silver that's used industrially, whether it's used to make industrial, for the industrial applications of creating missiles or, you know, whether it's computer components or something like that, a lot of that stuff is destroyed. You don't really get it back. So when it makes, compu- when it makes com- computer components and stuff like that, so you're saying, like, um, there's very little leftover after you try to, like, get it from, like, um, the components. Right. How people take it out of TVs, out of iPhones. Right. Okay. That's why. That's the main reason what you just said, because there's silver, platinum, palladium, and gold, I think, in phones. So that's the main reason why Apple did the trading program. They give you a certain amount of money if you trade in your phone, because they have a machine that they created and patented that specifically removes the precious metals off the phone, disassembles them. And takes out the precious metal. Well, you know, they talk about the precious metal, but you know, like, um, oh, it's recyclable. You know, a lot of that um, phone, not only the metals, it's glass recyclable, it's plastic recyclable, and um, so it's a lot of stuff that um, you know, is recyclable. You know, a lot of people you have like recycle. the um. That's why they do that trading. Uh, uh, uh yeah. Because that's money in there They think about the 5 cent The 10 cent deposit What about all the other bottles That you know That people's not recycling But the other guys are recycling But you know Yeah I know You know money in that But somebody else's garbage Somebody else's gold You know Yeah You said you had, a, you had some other question What was your other question? Oh yeah that was the three uh, Actually um, the The second one was like um, it, it, it was like the one was kind of like two two because I wanted to like um, transfer it and then I wanted to sell them at um, the market price. If you want to tax me and you want to take some from me, well, okay, you can you can get my you can get my you can get that money, but now you're going to tax it for me purchasing silver. You're not just going to like you know um, once you like my silver, however I get it, they're going to have to pay me that. So now I figure I would gain instead of lose if I didn't have that silver. I mean, what I would do, okay, look, if, 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 if we agree that there's going to be some sort of market recession or, you know, um, devaluing of the market and the, you know, the economy, i.e. through the currency somehow, right? What I, what I okay. suggest is to, you know, self-direct, keep the account, self-direct it, put gold and silver in the account, figure it out, get it done. And then hold it, because when the currency falls, then the gold and silver value is going to raise according to the currency. And this is for everyone, everyone listening, especially if you got money, you can do this. You buy gold and silver, 
wait for the market to go down, the currency uh, to drop, so the value of your gold and silver goes up, which means you get more Federal Reserve notes that, um, when you um, for the gold and silver than you paid to get them. So you get more notes. So the value went up. You exchange out of gold and silver at that time and pay off debt with depreciated currency. That's that's the only thing I would say, man. Okay. All this cashing out and the, and the payment and, 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 the, and the fees and stuff, you're making me uncomfortable, man. I'm not suggesting. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to cash. Yeah, I really don't want to cash out. Just, you, know, you know, I don't have to cash you, out, you, but if I want you to understand what real money is. Get 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 a hold of the account where you can self-direct it and put real money in the account. Tell them you want to hold gold and silver. You want to self-direct the you know precious metals IRA individual retirement account. Oh. Okay, okay. Appreciate, man. Love you. And um, love you too, man. I'll let you take the next caller. Okay. Send my love to the family. All right, do the same for me too. All right, man. Thank you. Peace. Are you welcome? Peace. Yeah. All right. All right, y'all. I got I to go, y'all. I know. I apologize. You know, we got more callers, but look, check this out, man. I got to go. Man. I don't usually do this. Um, but, you know, I trust that I, you know, put forth, you know, quality information and that you were able to glean, learn, um, understand something. Um, I suggest that, you know, you listen to this as many times as you possibly can because repetition is key when it comes to learning new things. Repetition is key when it comes to implementing new things. And, um, you know, consistency and dedication is what, you know, will save the nation. (laughs) But no joke. I want to say peace uh, to everyone checking out the show. Uh, You know, definitely want to invite you to check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Sign up for the email list. Check out the PDF section. If you're into the, you know, social media is over there. Uh, make a donation. You can book a consultation all from the same spot. It's welcome to the foundation.com. Um, I do want to say also that it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's tough out here, man. You know, um, and sometimes, you know, you may feel like no one has your back, but I just want to let y'all know that I have your back. I really do. And I want the best for you. And, you know, this is why I do the shows, this is why I put out the information, this is why I'm stepping on toes and pancaking. Because, you know, it's, first of all, it's not my information. I didn't create it. Um, it belongs to all of us. And second of all, you know, it'll help us, those of us who can, um, raise our level of existence, our level of competition, our, you know, overall level of administration, level of business, uh, level of monetization, and level of income, hands down. To me, that's important. And, you know... I don't really give it. I don't really care about what you what you make or what you can get. I'm more interested in how much you keep and what you bring home to your family and what and how you allow that to perpetuate. To me, that's the sign of true nobility and honor. All the other stuff is just for your ego, and you can do your ego dance over there. I don't like ego dances; they irritate me. So, with that being said, man, just, just let's just know what real money is. Real value, slow and steady runs the race. It's not a, it's not a merit. It's not a, you know, it's not a sprint. It's not, it's not even a, it's not even a race, man. Real talk. 
everybody moves at their own at their own uh, space. Really, the education is to race to educate those around you. In my opinion, to what you're doing, to what's important to you, naming trustees to your estate, to certain you know entities, and delegating authority. But ultimately, it's time to get our stuff together. If you've been putting it off, email me. Holler at me about trustee training. Make the sacrifice that is necessary to not only put yourself forward, but put those in your circle forward, your family forward. I mean, once you get this information implemented and your life starts to change, you're going to be able to do different things with your friends, too. Maybe you'll appreciate those friendships more. Maybe you won't. But, you know, there's a funny thing about increasing your knowledge base. It increases your value, which increases your income. And with increased income, you can do things, crazy things that embarrass your friends, like pay for the entire trip to go to Denver for the whole weekend. Flight, hotel, everything. Because why not? Because that was your homie from back in the day. and never fronted on you when you didn't have money. And these things, you know, how we show love. You know, a lot of people show love differently. You know, a lot of females show love through food. But, you know, for me, I show love for, you know, the things that I can teach you, the time that I focus and give to you and invest in you. And, you know, the situations and experiences I can provide you. That's important to me. And being able to do such things for your family makes you feel really good. For your friends makes you feel really good. And once you get that positive cycle of energy moving, you don't want it to stop. But first, you got to start with yourself. You got to start with fundamental knowledge. And that knowledge is, number one, know what real money is. Number two, pay yourself first. With that being said, I want to say I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I I really do. I appreciate y'all checking out the show every single week, just checking for me. You know what I mean? I appreciate those who, when I'm late, you call me, you text me, you email me. Yo, what's going on? You good? I appreciate all that. There's sometimes I don't respond. But I want I want to know I appreciate it. it. Makes you feel good. And those are the little things that happen when they need to that help me get through my day. So here I am trying to give back to you, help you get through your day, but throw a little icing on and help you reestablish your private estate. So I love y'all. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Ten things you're thankful for. We don't worry about the boo-hoo, chugga-chugga-choo-choo. And I'll catch you here next time here on the Foundation on High Frequency Radio Network. Peace to the God. High Frequency Radio.